Thank you for listening to this Podcast One Sportsnet production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Welcome to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Weekly winners from his Wise Guy Roundtable. Broadcasting from the pregame.com studios in Las Vegas. Here is R.J. Bell. That's right. And we've got another jam-packed edition of the Dream Preview. And this is the week before free agency in the NBA. With our Wise Guy Roundtable to my left, Brad Powers. So happy to be here today. It's kind of demented how happy you'll hear in a second. Steve Fezzik, two-time Super Contest champion, I think, right, too? Correct. Anyone else ever do that? No. And you did it back-to-back. I did. Who did you uh, beat in the second year? 2009. Real sharp guy. And then there's the guy, <laughs> the Vig, Matty Holt. I'm R.J. Bell. Brad, we got to call you to task, my friend. And I got to be honest, Brad's been a superstar just since college basketball has been over. This is a guy that has all the college knowledge. You don't get that kind of name bestowed upon you for being an NBA expert. But he stepped up his NBA. And baseball? Well, he hasn't stepped that up yet. No. Certainly but, stepped <laughs> up his NBA draft. Better. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, But here's where the call to task begins. If I would have, literally, if I would have won the Super Contest with the, the boys this year, or the gold, I guess, I wouldn't have celebrated as much as you celebrated beating <laughs> Matty Holt on that bat. So just explain to us how it felt like, you know, the old Jerry Rice, you know, act like you've been there. And I got to give Matty credit. He just said, all right, I'll be there with the Chris Bills. And you were like, you know, dancing, spiking the football. Did oh, yeah. it feel in the middle of it? Did it feel like it was a bit much? Not at all. Okay, it did. Now, the de- devil's advocate out there might say, "Well, Brad, if if, if you think beating Maddie is such an upset, what does that say about you?" Mm. I just I take joy in beating guys <laughs> like Maddie. That's a good point. It's not about the money. Yeah. It's just the the ego thing. So you're saying he has a humongous ego. I think a lot of us do sitting at yeah, the but, table. Yeah, but, but he has a oh, humongous yeah, ego. Yeah. I mean, it's gigantic. Well, the way, he, I mean, he was he, he was thinking he got one on me. He's he the, so let's confident. just say this. He's the least comfortable in his expertise. Least comfortable. Yeah, where he's all, you ever be, you know, you ever with someone and they hear you're like a sports batter and they're always saying, yeah, you know, a couple uh, New Year's ago I had $200. You know, they're always like jacking themselves up. Not saying they're lying or not, but they're trying to compensate, right? Which we all do that. Yep. Meaning, if I'm talk, if I'm in, you know, a few times in my life, I've been with three or four people, and they've all been like, you know, superstar level broadcasters. Everyone knows them, and there's me, which is not. And you know, I'll be like, yeah, you know, my Kevin and Bean spot. Just trying to slip it in. But the funny thing is, I always know when people was doing it to me, so <laughs> I'm trying to quit doing it. But that's what Maddie does when he comes here. Yeah. He kind of oh, realizes. Man. He mentioned know, his meteoric rise in the industry. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's just a lot of overcompensating. <laughs> Boy, you know, that for, rise was pretty meteoric. Some, <laughs> some would say a p- pretty middling career so far. I mean, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. But, but he, he has a lot of 
Um, you know, I used to think it was cool to have a title that started with a C, but having one that starts with a P, ah. well, that's a whole new <laughs> level. Now, I'm not saying he can't do it, meaning if he keeps putting the hours in, keeps <laughs> grinding, he might have something on his hands. But you know something, all joking aside, when Matty Holt's worst scenario is you sell your company, pocket some significant money, and I'm saying worse than that. I'm betting he goes all the way. And then he takes some $400,000 a year job to go back behind the counter because of this brand. And I'm going to demand 10% off of the all the branding we'll do for him. It's going to be pretty good. He'll have his 360. I'll have my 40. We're all happy. <laughs> I mean, that's worst case now. All right, let's go over the bet. And then we'll get to a... Well, let's talk quickly what the show is going to be. We're going to touch on a couple free agency issues that are more evergreen that won't go stay on a day or two probably well i guess they're conceptual and then we got two really awesome things one if you had to pick three teams to potentially win nba titles in the next five years and each time one of your three did win the title you got a thousand bucks which three teams would you pick scribble it down we got Brad, we got Fez, we got Maddie. Now, here's what's amazing. Fez and Brad, just like in the NFL, have two of the three the same. So they're going to be debating on <laughs> one. It's one in a million, baby. Yeah. And <laughs> Maddie doesn't match any of your four. So between you two, there's two matches. One went off, one went off is four. Maddie, O for... Three, or you guys are 0 for 4, however you want to look at it, matching up. So there should be some debates going on in a minute. And the fabled promise postmortem of the NBA playoffs. Key, you got to put this stuff down on paper when it's fresh in your head. Because come next year, it's not going to be. Hi, I'm Brad Powers. I had a bet last week. I went one and all my NBA draft bets. Thanks to the VIG for showing up. Thanks for the VIG for showing up with some money this week. I won $300. The main point that he brought up there is thanks to the VIG for showing up because I always pay my debts. <laughs> He's like one of those kids in high school that, like, even if he gets arrested or something, he'll talk about that he smelled the best coming out of the jail the next day. Always. I mean, I mean the there's best just something. <laughs> he's going to always have something. You know what I'm thinking? How much does, like, the commissions, like a Betfair exchange, what's the, the commission? At Matchbook, they take 1%. They're correct. One. Yeah. It seems like that the pregame should get 1% of these bets. I mean, I'm a market. At least. I'm a, no, 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 no. I'll just, well, now as soon as people start taking oh, commissions. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah, he's got a good point. <laughs> All right, have you got enough? Yeah. I mean, do you want us to stop the show and do it? You know, like, no, I'm, I'm You good. won the one bet. What yeah. was the bet again? Uh, DeAndre Hunter. Virginia, his uh, oh, basically his over dog. under draft position five and a half. He went four. Brad Powers, welcome <laughs> to Mirage, Mister Papa Giorgio. Atlanta <laughs> trades up <laughs> to take him. Let's do it, boys. Uh, Showtime! Woo! All right, so let's rattle a few things off. Um, everyone's opting out. 
And we're seeing that these max contracts, I don't know where the threshold is. So, Fez, next week we're going to be talking about your newly minted list of the top NBA players. Now, we were thinking of doing it for today, but Fez made one of the uh, most classic Fez moves I've ever seen. (laughs) So check this out, Matt. You haven't heard this. So Fez had like a top eight list at one point, a nine. And whenever you had to talk, he had to talk about it. He was like throwing papers over his shoulder like it was a meme or something. And... (laughs) And finally, I'm like, Fez, go the F home and just do your list. He comes back, and how many were on the list? 30. Okay. That's pretty good. Yep. And then at one point during that very next show, I said, Fez, who's your number one player? He goes, five-way tie for first. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, this is national freaking radio. I mean, talk about not taking a stand. How do you know it's a fugazi? It's a fake. Yeah, I know what a fugazi is. (laughs) So he had to go back, gave him another couple days to to figure out the top five. Then he couldn't figure out to put Durant on it or not on it. That took him two days. So next week... Fez is top 30, and there's actually going to be a delineation between them. But here's the question. Jimmy Butler is number 14? Yes. Okay. So the question is, Jimmy Butler, if he signs in Philly, and Philly wants to sign him, the fifth year looks like, based on his age, he's probably not going to be a max guy at that point. You agree with that? Agree with that. Okay. But they still are fighting to give him the max. I mean, they're talking about how they can combat Houston. You know, I know Butler had a good playoffs. He did. But Lordy B, if, if the 14th guy, you'll give five years when you don't expect him to play at optimum or at top level for five, it goes to show you that these max contracts, if there wasn't a cap on them, now there could be a cap on the team, but not on each contract. Let's think. Who's number – well, hmm. give me one of the four that's number one or that was tied. Don't say who, where the number is now. We don't want to step on it. Harden. Okay. How much would Harden make right now one year on the open market? Brad, just come up with a number. 50, 55 million. 55. 58. <laughs> All right, I'm going 54. Uh, <laughs> squeeze. <laughs> All right, so – and it's the real number is what, like 35 now? Or yeah. is it a little bit higher? Well, with some of these higher. Supermax, yeah, it's over 40. And so. The current years are. I think this Not upcoming year is for, like 40 million. Okay. Boy, so I, I think he's more than that then. You're saying he's only like 30% over the Mac? I mean, how much more is Harden? So that's the question. Who is the last guy you think gets a Max on your list? Draymond Green. Okay. Draymond Green's getting a Max, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, 26? Mitchell, Utah. Where's Van Vliet? It's not on my top 30. <laughs> so you, you, wait a minute. Although, wait a minute. All that time, Van Vliet was number 26. He had the best run of his career, and he's out of your top 30. And, oh, but coincidentally, you guys are having personal problems. 
Yes. <laughs> I mean, at least, at least he's a it. Women weaken legs. <laughs> That's working at many levels, yeah. Brad. You following? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So who's 26? Mitchell, Utah. Okay. Does he get a max? Borderline. I think they they will. They drafted him. He's their guy. Yeah, he's only he's in year two right now. But yeah, yeah I he's think two he years point. away from even yeah. twenty seven. Twenty seven. DeRozan. I think he gets a max for sure, right? No shot. Really? He was the best player on Toronto that over the two last years he was there won the most games in the East. I don't think he was the best player on. San Who was? Antonio. Oh. That's where he was last year. Well, he but wasn't Aldridge, the best Aldridge. player on his own but all, team last but, year. Yeah, but there's well, either was Steph Curry. on a team that barely made the playoffs and almost didn't. Yeah, but they won 48 games. Plus, I mean, Aldridge is on his way out. I mean, how many more years does he have? How many more years does DeRozan have of playing at a point? Yeah. So let's say somewhere around 30. And and if anything, that makes a t- In fact, it's got to be more than that, right? Because every team has at least one max guy, right? And some teams well, have at three. least not now. So some of the teams like Utah, you know, because they're not close to, ha- you know, they're a couple years out. They might have a guy you say would be deserving, yeah. but we're not even going to have to discuss it for two but more. Theoretically, years. you can. Every team could have at least one. Well, they could, yeah. but what I'm saying is they should. Yeah. Right, because you got to have a best player, and if your best player isn't good enough to really want to lock him up, you're, I guess you're in big trouble. So the point I'm saying is, maybe it is over thirty. And then they think, well, what's the fifth guy worth? To say, or Harden, maybe some people might think he's the first guy. We'll see next week with you. So the question is, Harden's only worth 30% more than the 30th guy? I think we got to rethink that and think more. Well, no, we don't have to. I didn't give any. I like, I, I, I. There Sixty millions a, looking more and more viable. There plus. becomes a point too, though, where if you pay him so much, you can't get anybody else under the cap. No, I I, and I know it's not a hard cap. You still have to build a team. Yeah. So what we know for sure is that Jimmy Butler is getting fought over in his fifth year for the home team. And I'm no capologist, but would we agree it's simply a matter? Of if you make the NBA All Star team or All NBA team or not, you're either uh, you know an A plus or an A player, or you're not right. Is there any mm-hmm. gradients beyond that, or is it either yes or no there? I think it's yes or no. Okay, uh, Daryl, can you can you look that up or have someone look that up? Is I want to is there any other contract situations? Uh, the, you know, obviously, if you're signing with your team or not, allows you the fifth year, right? So just if we can get the overview, what just jump in whenever you have it. It strikes me that you look at Durant. Now, oh, Durant in five years from now is going to be what, like 36? 36, or, yep. He turns 31 in a, September. You know, with an Achilles <laughs> injury. Yep. And a big man who don't always age well because their feet and backs go bad. Yeah, but you could make the case he's as slender as a big man's going to be, so you could mitigate it. But I hear you. No, I mean, do we really think that that if we had to bet right now, is Durant going to be a max guy in the fifth year? Now, probably there's not going to be a fifth year, right? He's not supposed to go back to Golden State based on the odds. 
But Golden State wants him. And obviously, the first year is <laughs> a no impact. Yep. So if the last year is partial impact, the first year is no impact, you're almost saying, what, 70% of the time, you know, let's say the last year's half value or something, mm-hmm. like 70% of the time, now this is very simplistic because in theory, the first, you know, the best year might be year three because the first year back for Durant will probably not be as good as the next year, but then his age starts catching up to him. It's a bad time to get this. I mean, you know, obviously it's always a bad time. But it's almost like they're saying Durant's worth 50% more, right? Because if 70% is what he's going to deliver, well, 35 on top of that, which is 150%, it's just over 100. So it's they're saying that he's worth 150% of max typically. And they're all cut, agreed and they're all cutting in line to bid for him. Not and, bid for him, to try to get him. And he, it's not even – that would be extreme if we knew in year two, three, and four he was going to be the old Durant. We don't even, we don't know, even that. know that. Yeah. There's the uncertainty of the, the Achilles. Now, Dominique Wilkins looked great after it. <laughs> I always love it when I'm somewhere and someone needs to take a drink or cough or something, but they keep going and it turns into. <laughs> That's fast. He just doesn't know when hey, to RJ. stop. Yo, would you please be so kind to repeat that question one more time? Yes. Is in the NBA, there is a designation for your contract if you make, I think it's any of the top three. All NBA teams, first team, second team, third. And that allows you, remember Clay Thompson. The Supermax. The Supermax. Is that the only designation? The two variables are, are you an all NBA or not? And are you signing with your home team or not? Is there any other variables? One more one second. I'm going to give you Thank that. you. All right. We got the team chugging along. Faz, you got, you're okay? I'm good. Oh, keep saying it again. Go, go. <clears throat> there we go. I'm good. How old are you? 55, same as last week. I mean, are you working out? Your new variable. Yes. You also have to be MVP or player of the year. And that gives you even more money or that That puts puts you in in that super max? Oh, so what you're saying is in theory, if somehow you didn't make the All-NBA, but you won the MVP. Okay. Yes. You know, it's funny. I think we talked. No, we didn't. Ten seconds. Uh, you know, all these record contracts that people signed in the 70s and the 80s, Zeppelin, whatever, they never contemplated CDs originally, and then they certainly never contemplated like streaming services. And now there's all kind of battles over the rights and all that stuff. And uh, the guy uh, from the Smashing Pumpkins, the lead singer, Billy Corgan, I think he is, was on Joe Rogan, and he said he just signed a record deal that in the contract it said that this contract applies to this universe and any other universes or dimensions that may be discovered. <laughs> wow. So, I mean, think, they, they yeah. got burnt once. <laughs> yeah. If we find out there's like, you know, another I think he dimension. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess the yeah. NBA's fi- or the Players League's figuring yeah. there's a chance <laughs> yeah. that someone's going to win the MVP but not make one of the first three NBA <laughs> yeah. teams. That's 15. But hey, they got it covered. Good example. <laughs> All right. So max contracts aren't really compensating. Last thing I've got is uh, before we get to the meat of it, Lakers, Toronto. You know, Brad, I laid this out on the radio today. I think it'll be fresher coming from you. Just kind of lay out my case, throwing your nuggets out. 
you know, jump in. Well, start with the Lakers. I think we all can agree that after getting LeBron, the Lakers couldn't have had a worse year, almost a calendar year. After they got LeBron, obviously LeBron gets injured. They don't pick up another guy as far as a second free agent. I'm talking this past year. Magic leaves. There's all that locker room turmoil. And then they finally get another superstar, and there's a trade. And one can make the case that they had to give up more to get that superstar than anybody in any league as far as a trade in oh, history. Yeah. So I never thought of other leagues, but I think unequivocally, and I don't know if Maddie has a contrary point. I mean, what would be the second biggest haul that a team got for one player in the NBA? Yeah, I can't. The only other one I can think of is the NFL, Herschel Walker, yeah, the Cowboys. But. but so to me, like you said, not only didn't they play well on the floor, the Lakers, in the games, but the front office, the soap opera drama, you know, Magic leaving. I'm Magic Johnson. You know how many finals I've been in? <laughs> but let's be honest, and guys, fast up, fast clear your throat. Who was pounding their fist the whole freaking fall, or I guess winter? Everyone's like, oh, problems in Lakerland. I said, one free agent. LeBron plus, right or wrong, Brad? Right. Probably 10 times? Yeah, at least. Fez? Yep. Boy, that's not much of an acclaim. (laughs) Like when Fez Fez does something great, you know, it's like, uh, let's see, what should we do? You know, Fez just picked a winner. Um, In all the five boroughs, I'm known. I'm known all over the world. And Fez, I'm asking for a little acclaim. He said, yep. (laughs) <laughs> they had no, 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 just yeah, leave it. Just yeah. leave it. Just leave it. I'll, I'll let another friend of mine do it. This is where I go. I go to Vegas. Via the Coward Global Satellite Network, R.J. Bell. Pregame.com. He's the one. He's the only R.J. Bell. Talking about the great one, R.J. Bell. R.J. Bell is one of the legends in the game of sports betting. I love that. I can't believe you got John Taffer. Retiring today. R.J. Bell joining us from Las Vegas. PTI. Pregame.com. I love that. Okay, Fez. <laughs> Don't need you. How do I need you for? Those guys are going to sound a lot better than I would, right? <laughs> they don't talk like this sing song and they go... <laughs> but we don't mind. We all, Some people like it. I love the John Tafter. <laughs> Did you ever get anyone to announce your Twitter, Matty? No, I, I need to do that. It's like some guy that is like separated from his wife and threatening he's going to go out and start a, a tear, and it just hasn't left the house yet. <laughs> his Twitter handle is at RJ in Vegas. All right, Fest. Thanks. I appreciate it. Anything else before we get to the action? Well, I, your second point to that was Toronto couldn't have done anything better <laughs> as far as they mortgaged everything. They were the shooter. They got Kawhi. They win a championship. Now the chances are Kawhi might stay. And yet in the future odds, who is likely to win the NBA title next year? The Lakers are one in Toronto's no, behind it, them. It, it's a great point. And I guess I made it originally, so I'll, <laughs> I'll be happy about it. I'd be like, you're right, Brad. But to me, you think about the Lakers. You couldn't have done worse. Yeah. And then, you know, when Fez is going through those papers, yeah. we just... 
<laughs> Brad's Brad's doing. <laughs> I can't find it. Uh, yeah, you know, I had it. And then he me. gets nervous. His heart yeah. starts beating really fast. <laughs> but then you think about Toronto. I mean, DeRozan. Whatever Matt he says, he was the best player on that team. I mean, who did you think was the best player on Toronto those two years? What two years? The, the, the prior two years to this season, where they won the most games in the East in the regular season, the Raptors. Listen, Matt, let's just be honest. This is an easy one. DeRozan was the best player on that Toronto team. Right or wrong? I think it's debatable. I mean, let's go back to 2016, 2017. All right, so I would have been the second year back of the two. Yeah, I mean, if we look at the stats, DeRozan was the leading scorer, but Lowry, again, Lowry had seven assists a game, 23 points a game. I think you could make a case that it was kind of a trio team. Serge Ibaka in his prime, Kyle Lowry when he was red hot. When was he in his prime? Ibaka wasn't in his prime when he got traded from OKC, right? Well, they they were pretty excited to have him in Toronto. And he was playing pretty good, fifteen points, seven rebounds yeah, a game. I mean, to some degree, it's probably Look, a distinction. The Rosen was better than him, but I think him and Lowry were one one a. Yeah, and to be honest, it's, it's probably a distinction without a difference. And the reality is, though, he was probably their most beloved player. He did make that. We were joking on the radio a blood oath to Toronto, which is not common, right? And they shipped him out for, what, one year of Kawhi in theory. And the fact that they won it, and Fez, if I recall, in the Milwaukee series, when Milwaukee was up 2-0, there was, what, about an 88% chance? Exactly correct. Yes, an 88% chance (laughs) that Milwaukee was going to win. If you you listen to Straight Out of Vegas, you'll get the inside joke. Just say another Fez moment. And... To me, they won that game. They came in, you know, what was it, plus 239? What was the uh, in the finals? About there, plus 230. (laughs) Oh, it was 229. Okay. (laughs) 230 or so. I mean, this was a hell of a run, even though they they roll. It's almost like they set up everything perfectly, and they still had to get some lucky breaks. You often, Steve Fezzik, talk about that game three in Toronto when they were down 2-0. Yeah, it goes to overtime. So we're any game that goes to overtime, let's face it, it's probably a coin flip. They lose that game. Toronto probably gets swept 4-0. Yeah, and, and the thing that you said in the past is there was like four or five shots that Milwaukee had. If any of those go in, and I'm not saying it in the second quarter, I mean late in the game, in some of the, did, did it go into double overtime? I remember that right, or was it one overtime? I think, I think it was one overtime. Okay. But regardless, they were pretty much, you know, about 48 minutes in that game. It was a pure coin flip for them trying to go down 0-3. And they do everything right. Now, listen, if Kawhi stays, Toronto's in great shape. But what, what odds would you have put on Kawhi playing for Toronto this upcoming year at the start of last se- this just-finished season? 20, 25%. Whoa, I would have bet. I would have lost wow, a lot of 25%. money. I, I would have laid. You would have laid the minus Oh, my yep. God. I mean, I mean, it was even, even when they were deep in the playoffs, it seemed like it was worse. I mean, it wasn't worse than that, but it was in that range, right? I mean, he was a. Yeah, I want to say 
30, 35% at that point, even deep in the playoffs. Yeah. It was double overtime. I mean, there was a time they were well, stuck hold on, hold on, Philly. Hold on, Brad, go ahead. Game three went to double overtime. Okay, okay, that's what I thought. Faz, you want to say anything about that? You were right. <laughs> uh, hey, listen, for the kids out there, this is what happens. When you are right and right and right, eventually you get resented. You know what's amazing is that I know... <laughs> I know you watch your basketball, <laughs> but how is it that I know Maddie watched that entire game? How is it that Maddie watches the entire game? And I don't know if you did, and yet you remember correctly, and Maddie doesn't. Because I listen to what you say, and and I I was trying to get you to say something you said before about all the shots at the end. Right. I learned. Listen, I distill information. What am I going to learn staring at that game a third time? I don't know what they're. Oh, oh, look at the way they're slipping the screen there. Come on, I got guys for that. I'm here distill. You think I'm watching the spring games like Brad? No, I mean, he can't even have a dating life. Pretty much. I mean, it's him, Pornhub.com, and his and his streams on the spring game. That's that's about right. <laughs> That's remarkably accurate. <laughs> Spring I read nine newspapers a day. <laughs> so, Laker, you know, we asked this question on the radio show. Why are the Lakers such a great brand relative to the Knicks? Now, I get they had some winners, but it's been almost a decade now, right? Since they won a title? Yeah, 2010. So, in a way, it's kind of like it's been a long time. And the thing I landed on, and Daryl, I know you follow the NBA close, jump in, but it, it seems like the Lakers do a better job with their brand ambassadors is Kobe, Magic, hashtag, and like, you know, I mean, Patrick Ewing was a, I think there were, that was a complicated relationship because one, with Patrick, it was like he's not, he wasn't made for TV like Magic, like Kobe, but also he never won for him, even though he was the leader of that team. They sell a better brand. I mean, if you just look at it historically, they always try to go out for the big fish. The Knicks, they don't seem to do that. Uh, The history with the Knicks has always been Dolan will always find a way to mess things up. They went and got Carmelo, but look what happened with that. So it's just... I don't know. I, I don't. I never looked at the Knicks as that destination, but I'm yeah. not an East Coast guy. No, 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 no. Well, it's family ties and stuff, too. I mean, let's face it. If your dad is a diehard fan of a team, you end up being sort of a fan of that team as well. And in New York, especially going back to two or three, four generations, the 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, that is a Yankee city, man. That is the New York Yankee city. That's Ooh. Mickey Mantle, Joe DiMaggio, Yogi Berra. The, the Knicks were always on the back page there, you know, whereas in L.A., I went to game three of the World Series last year. It didn't sell out at Chavez Ravine. How can the Dodgers be in the World Series two straight years, not sell out game three, their first home game? It's a Lakers city. New York, that's always mm. been a baseball city. Now, I've never lived. I, I love New York City. I've never lived there. I do. Um three hits uh, a week during the football season. And, and even during the off season, I do an hour uh, with Dave Rothenberg on ESPN, New York, 11 to 12 Eastern. So you can stream that or get the podcast. He, it's really fun. Rothenberg is uh, their ball busters. 
And I'm having a mental block. Who's the guy that's the Yankees announcer? That Michael K. Yeah, I do a hit with Michael K. That's right, and he's been great to me. And it, it just was a mental block. Um, so yeah, that, I love New York, and I visit every chance I get. But when I listen to people like on Bill Simmons' pod, it seems like the mm, disgruntled or desperate Knicks fans. You know, you look at Spike Lee. You, it just feels like there's a. I mean, look at Stephen A. Smith. There's a love of the Knicks that. I don't hear that passion even with the Lakers. I think there's more. So I, I guess I wonder, is, is the Yankees really, st- were they really stepping on the Knicks if they would have had a good, I mean, because when the Knicks, what was that, 95 against Hakeem, where uh, Starks missed all those threes in game 94. 1 for 17. Well, are we talking about the year that the title was decided? Yeah, the actual finals, because I remember. Cause well, the- look it up. The OJ Look chase was up. going on. That was ninety four. Look it up. Part of me thinks I'm right. It was the oh, was that the ninety five? Was the magic? All right, all right. I'll take, it. or I'll I'll admit defeat. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I mean, well, how come the Dodgers don't sell out for the World Series? But the that Lakers sell game, out every man. playoff game. You went to game. one game. You didn't go to all the games. Yeah, but, but, but historically with Magic there, they've had talks about why don't the Dodgers fans come out and rally around but, the but Dodgers. But that's two separate questions, though, right? Is the Lakers being so big in L.A. versus how the Dodgers are relatively. But, but there's never – find me the last Yankees playoff game that didn't sell out. I'm just there's some cities that are so loaded with teams that some of them don't but, get But that's the question. Do you that would explain why the Knicks don't have the love. I'm just saying I'm not sure that's the case. Okay. It's just a thought. I think there's some merit to it. Yeah. That's the thing. I we got to get in. You know what perfect. Dave Rothenberg's been threatening to do our national show, but his uh cuz you know, he's a he's a New York guy doing 15 hours a week on New York radio. When he's on, I'm going to ask him completely no bias, no, you know, hey, how beloved are the Knicks, you know, and in comparison to the other New York teams. But does that matter? I mean, sure you know, it, it does. No, because if the Knicks, let's just say hypothetically, his answer was, I think the Knicks are the second most popular team in the NBA. Does it matter how they fare against the Yankees? Right. We're trying to. If think- he says. They're the second most popular team well, yeah. in the NBA. It doesn't. But I don't think he's going to say they're the second most popular team in the NBA. Okay. All right. No, it's a, it's an interesting question. The Lakers-Celtics are 1-2 in NBA popularity, period. That rivalry goes back forever. People, but today, I mean, that's an interesting question, though. Is Golden State... Golden State certainly was more popular last season, right? Maybe, but I'm telling you the Knicks aren't anywhere near number two. No, I agree with that. (laughs) He's not going to say the Knicks are the second most popular team in the NBA. No, 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 no. Uh, Agreed. I'm saying, I guess if you could uh, remove winning and losing from the equation. You're just talking about the passion of a fan base, right, RJ? Yeah, or the size of it. Still Celtics Celtics are more of a passion. I'd still say the Knicks are easily in the top ten. Okay, so the top third. <laughs> yeah, but the question is, if every team won a title yeah. in 30 successive years or in one of those other dimensions, <laughs> if they won a title, yeah. where's the? I think the Knicks got to be top third or fourth. Yeah. yeah, third or fourth sounds right. It's hard to judge since they never win it. No, that's a good point. Yeah. But in a weird way, that's part mm. of why the hardcore fans, like there was that fellow who wrote, um, 
he he was a writer that Bill Simmons uh, liked, and he wrote some scripts. And uh, he just died just recently. Uh, Prince's Bride was one of the things. Uh, Goldman, maybe uh, the writer. But either way, he he was he literally got cancer. I think it was, and he said, "I want to live to see the Knicks win a title." He was now again. This doesn't disprove Maddie's point. The, there is a hardcore fan base, no doubt, with the Knicks. The question is, how big is it? But there's people thinking, "I don't want to die before they win." Mm-hmm. You know, so. It proves Matty's point about they haven't won for, you know, what, 73, right? Yep. All right, anything else on this? All right, let's get to it. Matty Holt, Brad, and Fez are all going to pick. Now, let's think about this one more time. If you had to pick three teams for the next five NBA champions, and anytime one of your teams won, you got $1,000 free roll. Who would you pick? Now, what are the calculations? Now, everyone's going to talk about it, how they thought about it. And let's dig in. What was your thought process? It's going to be a balance between how good the team is now, how good you think the team is going to be, you know, five-year horizon. We all agreed, but let's see upon reflection if we do, is if it were seven years, would the Pelicans be on your top three list? for titles in the next seven years. Brad? They would be. Fez? They would be. Matty? No. Really? Yeah. You're pessimistic about? I'm, I'm probably a little bit more pessimistic about Zion's actual on-court ability than maybe some are. Whoa. I haven't heard anyone say yeah. that. That is scorching. That's, I agree with him. Ooh. Wow. I'm also very optimistic. I think they might have by far the best GM. In the, in the NBA. So even if he doesn't work out, I trust David Griffin. I tell you, he's good with uh, getting them ping pong balls. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, yes. Talk about You know how in Vegas there's actually guys that are rich and they'll gamble and they'll find like a, an attractive girl. And, you know, a Casino depicted it, right? With Sharon Stone right. sitting there and they mm-hmm. think it's like my lucky charm. I'd be bringing this dude around. <laughs> yeah, David Griffin. Yeah. Oh, how great would that yeah. be if you, there was like some kind of like coin flip or something for a million bucks and you brought him in? <laughs> That would scare me. That's an in- Matt. You're, you're so contrary, Matt. If you had some coin flip for like huge money, and the other dude shows up with with, with David Griffin, with David Griffin, would that scare you at all? Sure, maybe. Yeah, it would. It would scare you too. <laughs> uh. Why does this still seem like gambling to you? I mean, sometimes it's not. All right, so we got our conditions. Let's start with Brad. Or no, Fez, roll out. Fez, you, your throat clear, buddy? I think so. <laughs> you two agree on two teams. I think what we should do on those two, you and Brad, is you go first on the first one, then Brad, then Brad goes first, and then you. So, Fez. All right, going with Golden State. So, I got Steph, should have Clay, should have Draymond. I got- hold, 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 hold on, hold on. You got Steph. You have Clay not next year. Right. Or perhaps at the end perhaps of the Perhaps in the playoffs, but over the next five years. So I'll have him, have him at least four of the five years. And I got Draymond. So I got three. Draymond. You think he'll be in the league in five years? <laughs> not that old, RJ. Yes. Do you think he'll be in the league in five years? Yes. I'm we went over his it. stats last week. Is He literally has dropped 10 percentage points on his three-point 
percentage make? Ten percentage points. Averaged under eight points and under eight rebounds during the regular season. He's still a great player. He was a great player in the playoffs. How old is he, Brad? 29. Yeah. He'll be in the league. <laughs> I tell mm, you this. His work ethic. If he's starting, I'd be shocked. If you want to make it back. Year's a contract year. I know, which means after next year it's over, baby. Bring, bring the Doritos. Give me, give me Stop both it. flavors. <laughs> I mean, Lordy B. So you ponder this one. If you want to bet in year five moving forward, is he playing 20 minutes a game? That'll be our threshold. Think I'll, on it. I'll take the bet. We'll All right. It. Well, if, we, if we're going that far in the future, we got to bet a, a dime on it. Yeah, let's do it. Well, if you want to bet, well, you, yeah, let's do it. Pondering, what part of that you want, Maddie? Uh, I'm going to lay off that bet. <laughs> I, I just don't want to tie my money up for. <laughs> it's tie up the money. It's being held in in, in, in fictional escrow. <laughs> Is Brad right? holding it. We, we trust. <laughs> There's a lot of trust here. Yeah, I mean, I mean I'm still- certainly anti. Uh, I mean, I'm certainly on your side. Yeah. I mean, I'll take half of yours if you want. I might sell it to you at a premium. We'll talk. Uh, I mean, I'm just, oh, come on. We're <laughs> scalping we, the good we know how best. We know how great this bet is right now, right? I mean, is there any question? $1,000 is a cool G, as we call it back home. Are you at liberty to play for that, Stanley? Would you prefer to play for smiles? Cool G is what we call it, Fast. How did you have that drop? <laughs> well, see, I don't have to date. I'm married, so I got Man that. never sleeps. <laughs> All right. We got our bat. Who do you like on that one, Brad? Well, anytime it's Fez versus RJ, RJ is the favorite. Now, you know, I've been getting a lot of questions about this, Fez. Is uh, you're now allowed to bet with me? Because there was a time Ooh, your wife yeah. forbade you. Yeah, sometimes you got to go ahead and do what you got to do without telling the wife. So if somehow Draymond comes back in great shape and I maybe might accidentally call her and tell her about our bet. She might make you buy out of it like at even money, even if things are looking good for you. No, if the bet's looking good, she'll be fine. It's when the bet's looking but she, bad. But here's the thing. She's going to say, but but Steve, every time you bet him, you think it's looking good. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah we, I don't think we can trust you on Somewhat this overly optimistic. <laughs> yes. All right. Golden State now, somehow in five years, the third thing we're hearing about is Draymond Green. Go ahead. Well, they just got the... No, no, not well. Is that all you got? That's all I got. The big three. The and big, and when, with Draymond, it is a big three. <laughs> well, well, I can tell you who's not going to be there healthy in five years. It's Andre Iguodala. Yep. Let's face it, at 35, his run has just about come to an end here. And we all... Look, the only thing Draymond Green has, has gained in the last couple of years is weight. We don't know what Clay Thompson's <laughs> going to look like when he comes back from a really serious injury. And oh, by the way, we've seen Steph Curry. Well, that's win. a good point. That is a. I mean, knees are better these days, obviously, than Achilles. But who knows? That's right. And we've seen what happens to Steph Curry when he's forced to carry the load. It hasn't. Look, Steph mm-hmm. is awesome. I'm as big a Steph backer as there is on this show. Probably much more than any of you. But it's. It hasn't been good for his health when he's forced to carry the load this team could look dramatically different in five years and this isn't you know this is a five-year thing i don't like the golden state side i don't either and i gotta tell you i'm not sure golden state would be in my top six or seven at this point because this year tell you this you gotta wonder do they just sit staff the whole year 
then how do they win any games? They're not maybe they, they just throw the whole year. Maybe away. they do yeah. the, the the Dave Robinson or uh, I'm sorry, uh, Clay no. said Clay. So now these two are picking a team where they're David Robin, the, the David Robinson year. Yeah. 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 What were you saying about Klein? Sit, sit Clay the whole year, you, you're saying. And Steph, he's saying. No, no, no. no, no. They're going to sit Se- Steph? I don't understand. To save him what, from the beating what, he's how, how does What do you think Golden State's true odds of winning a title next year are? 75 to 1. I wouldn't be crazy. Oh, I, mean, I would take 75 to 1. I was thinking 5%. I'm sorry, five, just give a number, please. 5%. So 20 to 1. Yeah. Okay. So somewhere in between there is probably the right answer. I don't think... That, that it's 20 to 1, unless we knew for sure. I mean, if we knew, even if we knew Clay was going to be back. I'll give you a bet at 20 to 1. My 100 versus your two, uh, two dimes, 100 to make two dimes. Yeah, oh, that's my true odds. So I don't, oh. no reason for me to take okay. that. Wait a minute. What? Ho, 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 ho. You're saying the true odds. Okay, so at, 20, at 22 to 1. Well, so let's be clear. At 5%, it'd be 19 to 1, right? Oh, yeah. So he's giving you 20 to 1. Not enough. Oh, oh, Mr. <laughs> Math here. You know, that's hilarious, right? Is the 20% was, it was okay to say five is 20 to one, yeah. but it's actually 19 to one to get into it. Oh, God, that don't matter. Don't count decimal points. <laughs> I mean, this guy's one of a freaking kind. He really is. <laughs> you know, here's the decimal point applying to Fez right now 0.0. Zero, point zero. <laughs> and doesn't it say something about your confidence well, that you only have does, a five-year yeah. bet and I'm offering you 20 to 1 on one of your teams yeah. in the first year and you're like, no way, that's not and, enough. And that's my ultimate point. You won't take 20 to 1 even though it's better than your you know, fair number. But here's the question. Steph was apparently debilitated having to carry the load for six or seven games. With literally Clay there most of the games, it was only not having Durant and Steph's thirty one. He's not twenty six, and, and he's got his ankles aren't so. Yeah. Good. That, oh, geez. So mm. Steph's going to be thirty six in year five. Too. So you're dead in year five, and you're dead in year one. Need year two guy. and three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I just think <laughs> yes. that was a. It's horrendous. Yeah, I don't. I mean, oh, Brad, who do you have? I have the Warriors. What are you thinking? Well, I think one name we haven't brought up. And I don't think he gets don't enough say credit. Looney. No, oh, Steve, Steve Kerr, the head coach. I think he's a legit. First of all, do, pretty- are we sure Steve Kerr's even going to be there next year? How many more titles can he win? He's got a bad back. Mm. Does he maybe take a year or two off? And who knows? Did you guys notice when that partial owner and all that drama from what from what the reports were? Kerr was furious that you know he is such a player's coach. You know, who's this? That guy's still an owner. He's still answering to that guy. I'm not sure he's there. I mean, this year I think he's probably there. Couldn't Kerr? What team wouldn't want Kerr? Why not pull Phil Jackson? Now is the time to leave. Right? Yeah. Because there's nothing coming up. And by the way, Looney, you do realize he's an unrestricted free agent. I do. I'm surprised. I'll tell you this. You told, you told yeah. me he was. I mean, Looney is going to, I bet he makes 15, 18 million a year next year. He, yeah. And if it's on going state, I don't understand how they can have Dray. If Draymond gets the max, put a fork in this going state. They should let him go. And, and and let him roll on down the road. <laughs> and, and, and after that, who knows who they could get with staff? 
you know, and, and Clay coming back next year. I'm genuinely surprised to see both of you have Golden State. I am, this. too. I just feel yeah, I've, I'm I like, mean, where do the titles come from there? I mean, I, I'll admit I reached on one of my teams, but, but I certainly feel better about them even than I do about Golden State. You know what's funny is their analysis, Matt, wasn't much different than if you had like your nine year old son. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, Golden State's won a lot recently. Draymond. Dra- <laughs> Draymond seems tough. What about Igadala? <laughs> yeah. I, I got to say, Clay, if Clay doesn't get hurt and Golden State wins the title against Toronto, yeah. all of a sudden, it would be very Brad, difficult. Brad, Brad's making faces at you like you're freaking insane. No, no, no. no. I, if Clay doesn't get hurt, then it's at least going to but game he did. seven. I know. But hold on a second. What does that have to do with any of this? Yeah. I think the analysis would be it would be ludicrous to think that they're not well, yeah, to put them they on would the top have, of the list. They would have Clay back. They only have two play. Listen, whatever you want to say about Draymond Green, you can't read those stats and act like he's anything but a. I don't even know how to say it. The 75th percentile of the NBA, you know, where three quarters of the players he might be better if, than. If he plays like he did this oh, year in the if, regular if, season, if, I'm, dr- I'm if, dead. If, I'm dead. If it's and buts were yeah. candy and yeah. nuts, whatever, right? It was all kind of if-thens. I just don't see if Clay was healthy, it's a whole different game. I think they have to be on the top sure, three. sure. But you're losing a year, and who knows what's happening the year after. And let's be candid. Steph, how good is Steph going to be when he's 35, 36? How good is Draymond going to be? Well, the window's going to have closed by then. So we're really talking years two and three. And four, I guess, in theory. So, Brad, you got anything else, or you just want to give up on that? I, I'm going to weigh the white flag. <laughs> I couldn't figure out how to bet against it, though. I've been wanting. I to don't mean against. either. Otherwise, well, I guess I, I should be able to get. I should be able button. to just pick a team and then go against their team. Sure. Yeah. That's what I'll do. I'm going to hear everyone's analysis. All right. So, Brad, this is the second pick you guys matched up on. I got the Milwaukee Bucks, and I got the team that just had the best record in the NBA this past season, and I got the team and the player that just was the MVP in Giannis who will be entering in the next five years the absolute prime of his career, and we've seen with the NBA since 1980, 40-year sample size, if you got a top-five player, and I think Giannis is a top-five player right now, and I think he's going to be a top-five player for the next five years, if you got a top-five player, you are a viable contender as far as winning a championship. Guy nice anti-toko umpo. I think you're right. Now, let's fin- well, we'll let Fez finish the handicap, and then we'll try to f- close the circle. By the way, Maddie, a little heads up because I'm kind of on your side today. He's setting you up right now. All right, because what he's going to do to your list is say, remember when I said it's so important to have a top three or five player? Who's your top five player in Team A, Team B? Team? So think about it if there's any answer. Fess. Yeah, we just saw the model to this. Kawhi Leonard, right? Who's the second best player in Toronto? Yeah, he's Siakam, borderline top 30 player. So if Kawhi can do it for Toronto, why can't Giannis do it with Milwaukee? I, I like the pick. And they were up on Toronto, two games to nothing. They make one more free throw, and they're up 3-0. So very likely scenario that, you know, Fez, it was, what, 88% chance that they would be in the finals this past year. I like the fact that... Though I'm not sure. A lot of people were complaining about the coach in-game in series adjustments. 
But I talked to a guy who was a film guru for Toronto. I mean, all he did, his job was to do cut-ups and stuff for public consumption for the Raptors. And he said that Milwaukee made adjustment after adjustment and they just weren't working. That Not that that's anything to say, oh, great job, but it was like he was trying, trying, trying. There just wasn't an answer. And... Is that going to be a structural problem for Milwaukee? I don't think so. It was just a matter of can Giannis get a little bit better on his jumper, a little quicker to get rid of the ball? You know, I mean, those are the kind of th- I mean, Jordan, what year is this for Giannis? I think like five. Yeah, let's look that up. So, I mean, you know, Jordan didn't win yet at this point. And let's be candid, Fez, you loved Milwaukee. So I think... I think it's not only was the team good this year, the team's probably going to be better next year. Now, I guess there's some free agency issues. So, Matty, you want to jump in? So, Look, they were going to be my third team, and, and I was going to jump on board with them as the third. So I don't have a lot bad to say uh, about Milwaukee, except for the fact that they probably did the best job the last few years of recognizing that while Giannis is great and he's amazing and he has highlight reel dunks, he also has a somewhat limited skill set in the space and pace era of basketball. Thank God, or th- th- we'd have to give him the title every <laughs> year, right? Imagine if he could shoot even, sure. you know, a, a slightly above average from the outside. And I think he's only 24 or 25 years old, so plenty of, you know, you expect him to be great the next five years. But what the reason I stalled, And then he'd be as old as Steph. Yes. The the reason I uh, paused on them was two things. Number one, I knew both of you were going to take them, and I wanted to be a little bit contrarian on you two. But number you? two, what if they lost? What if they lose Chris Middleton and Malcolm Brogdon? Malcolm Brogdon, you could make a case is better handling the ball than Eric Bledsoe is, and Chris Middleton was the real glue guy to that team. And I thought, boy, if they lose those two guys, I'm not sure. Giannis by himself, who, by the way, didn't go to the, you know, even to the NBA finals yet in his career, is suddenly going to win titles. I think they're just a really good contender in the East every year. So at the end of the day, I kind of left him off. I think you make a good point as far as, you know, Milwaukee not being a free agent destination. And I'm going to use that exact point against a couple of your picks later. <laughs> he, by the way, he's 24, Giannis, and this yeah. was his sixth year. I think Jordan won one in his seventh, right, RJ? I think, but obviously Jordan was older yeah. because uh, college he played three years yeah. of college. What if they lost Brogdon and Middleton, which is a really good but here's possibility. The thing to, here's the thing to think about. You have, uh, let's forget the going over the cap. Milwaukee probably, won't, I'm guessing, wouldn't do that. They've got all these millions to spend. I mean, is Giannis even on a max yet, or is he still on his rookie deal? I guess he has to be on the max, right? But either way, let's assume one on the max – they could have another max plus, you know, a bunch of other players or three maxes, I guess. In and field. maybe someone goes there now. Yeah, with, if Giannis, Giannis is locked in and you're not, a, I mean, is try, I get the whole Toronto is the best city in the history of the world crap, but is how much better is Toronto? I mean, <laughs> you know, I mean, Milwaukee, Laverne and Shirley. I mean, close to Chicago. Let's be honest. Most people like bigger cities if they're million. If you're, if you're rich. You want to be in a big city. It's hard to feel your wealth in Milwaukee, right? So in New York City, you can. All that said, there's certain people that don't want to be in big cities. All you need is one more. Because let's be candid. 
If you take Giannis off of Milwaukee this year, this is something I, I think is fascinating. Let's assume everyone's healthy, first of all. Last year's NBA. You take the best player off of every team. Milwaukee still has the best record in the East because they oh, were the deepest. Oh, oh, if you take the best player oh, off every team, oh, part Boston, of what made Milwaukee Boston great was the Boston number. would have dominated that. Who comes off? Boston of, was without their best player half the year. Kyrie played like a third of the games this year. <sighs> Kyrie was a no show half the time. You know, there was there's someone on Twitter that's actually following everything Maddie says, and they write me like ten tweets about all the mistakes he makes. I think when, Kyrie missed fifteen <laughs> games. I think Boston yeah. was twelve and three without. So him. he's saying they, he missed like sixty, but he, they. I'm yeah. not saying he missed sixty, but you know, Brogdon missed more games for Milwaukee. Remember, he was out since March, and they didn't but, skip. My a beat. point is, well, let's get your opinion, Fez. Is if you take the best player off of every team, let's just say in the East, I mean, is Milwaukee even third or fourth? I think so. Their length and defense was really I, good. I think so, just because, remember, they're plus nine point differential. I mean, that was just so good. That's yeah, but hard how, to how much of that? I mean, we who would have been, who were five teams better in the East? I'm not, you know, my NBA handicapping doesn't warrant that. It just feels like it was, I know that we can point. Well, let, let's say this. Is anyone else a clear max guy? Oh, Chris Middleton wants twenty plus no, million oh, a year. Jesus, as uh, Junior Soprano would say, you know, he'd go, "I wanted to bang in some well, girl we, I, I've never heard of from the wait 40s. till Chris Middleton signs here in a week or two at twenty. Where's plus Middleton on your list? Fest? He didn't. He he missed the top thirties in the top forty. He's tied for between thirty-one and forty. Yes, <laughs> ten-way tie. So, so he'd be in the next ten. Yes. So you got Giannis in the next, and he was the next be- best player from Milwaukee. Yes. So you got Giannis and Middleton, then clear two, yes, a clear two in the thirties, yes. So would other elite team had someone in the thirties as their second best player this year, or worse? Toronto had Siakam at thirty. Well, Indiana. Well, hold on, come on. I mean, listen, you can have your little disputes and all that, but Van Vliet. For the whole year was on your in your top thirty, right? Yeah, well, Van Vliet's not in my top thirty. I understand now, but I'm saying during <laughs> the year he was. So my point is, women weaken late. I mean, you look at Portland; their second guy, you McCollum. know, is, yep. is it Nurkic? I mean, that's the question. Look yeah. at that big three, and obviously, Golden State's insane that their second best is Steph. You know. So, uh, so we had Port Denver, Jokic, yeah. and the guard. So, yep. so what I'm saying is, it's like Milwaukee's the one team that had, you know, the, their best player and someone in the 30s, and everyone else might have had even three people almost in the top 30. So it's like, in a weird way, this seems like the worst team that Milwaukee could have with Giannis being healthy and them having full contracts. Meaning, if they somehow get a lot of dead money. Mm. But if they are able to spend that money in the next five years, let Middleton go or whatever. Is The theory is you're going to be able to get somebody else. Yep. I mean, but Milwaukee is the X factor. Yes. Because Laverne and Shirley was a long time ago. <laughs> Jeez. All right, anything else on this one? All right, so Fez, we're going to let you start. This is your third team that you're actually, you and Brad aren't a team on. Yep, third team's going to be Philly, and it's all about the uncertainty with Philly. High variance, Embiid and Simmons. Is Simmons going to learn how to shoot and become an absolute elite NBA player? And is Embiid going to be able to— Hold on a second. That's a real question? 
Like, we think Simmons now in what year is going to start shooting? Well, he can't shoot at all right now. Okay, and how many years has he been in the league? Three. So the year four is when the shooting starts. Well, there's nowhere to go but up. So Well, no, that's not true. I mean, they said the same thing about Rondo forever. If Rondo yeah, could I mean, just learn to shoot, he'd be the best point guard in the league, and now we're in year, what, 13? Still he can't never, shoot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, how many players have really gotten to be – I mean, I always hear Jason Kidd got to be a better shooter. Kawhi's been no, – No, no, no. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Kawhi's learned he wasn't Except, a shooter. But that's the thing. That's from college to the pros where you get professional-level coaching. He's had professional – Simmons has had it now for – and he had an off year. You know, he had a year he was just sitting around or whatever he was doing. You think he would have learned to shoot that year? You would have thought. So I don't expect it because from what I hear, he's at the clubs. <laughs> and, you know, again, I'm not judging. Oh, yeah, this is straight hip hop. But I don't think he's shooting. Go on. And that, Well, that's why Philly's number three. I don't think it's likely that Embiid's going to stay healthy, and I don't think it's likely. And plus, they can't, if they sign Butler, they can't keep both of them. When the contract's Yeah, coming. they're running out of money. Hmm. I don't think they're going to keep Butler, but we don't know. We don't know that for sure. Boy, I think he's a big favorite to keep Butler. We didn't have odds on that one, huh? That's weird. No, we don't. All right. Any other thought? I mean, well, the problem isn't just Butler for them. Their free agency issues go way beyond Butler. It's Butler. It's JJ Redick, who's one of the few people on that team who can shoot. It's uh, Tobias Harris. Like they have lots of free agents on this team. The only thing we really know for sure is Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons are going to be back next year. But the word we're getting from all these NBA insiders is they don't really work good together. Embiid needs to be in the middle, and uh, Ben Simmons needs someone to clear the lanes because he can't shoot. He has to go to the lane, and right now he's running right into Simmons. They're clogging it up. It's not a perfect match, really, in the space and pace error. Yeah, I think Philly, they, they, all their eggs are in that Embiid slash Simmons basket working out, and I'm just not 100% sure it's going to. Let's let history guide us. When has there been a big man that's been injury prone that's ever won a title as in Bill Walton, obviously being a six man or whatever doesn't count. So Bill Walton won a title before he was injury prone, I think. And again, this is before my time, but I don't think he was really hurt much before, you know, that first title. No, he was like year four, year five in the NBA. Yeah. So the question is, when, because it takes a whole year. That's what we saw with this playoffs. It's it is a war of attrition, and I mean Philly. Everyone, Mike Lombardi said, if only they had what. Because let's be candid, Milwaukee or Toronto could have lost to Philly very easily. Oh yeah, down game two to se- one. And game seven, it comes down to Kawhi making the four ricochet bounce basket, or they're in overtime in game seven. So they're saying, well, if Toronto won it, we could have. But that would have assumed. That they stay healthy, or specifically Embiid stays healthy, boy, you're making a bet on a on a lame horse. I think might be the way to say it. Are you a gambling man? Well, you are now. I just bet a big chunk of the bank's money on Hannah Blue in the seventh at Hallmark Downs. <laughs> Rodney Dangerfield, Richard Pryor, moving. Wow. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are you a gambling man? You are now. <laughs> Ah, great line. Boy, we got to figure a bunch of bets. I want to get a lot of money in action <laughs> against these. All right, Brad. Well, I'm going to take the Raptors. And just full disclosure, 
you know, a week ago when we were coming up with this list, I I didn't have the Raptors in. But at that time, I thought it was 50-50 if Kawhi would stay or go. Well, now changed, and I didn't. I stuck with my stinky list. Yeah, but, I mean, I got new information. Sneaky Pete. Sneaky new information Pete. says I stuck with my list, too. Me, too. Oh, yeah. Well, that's why. You, good luck with that list. <laughs> anyway, so make your case. Yes. So now I think there's a greater than 50% chance that Kawhi stays. And... If you got Kawhi for the next, you lock him up for the next five years, you got a top five player in the NBA for the next five years. And, and let's face it, I, I was impressed with the supporting cast for Toronto. Here's a Toronto supporting cast that had a really good record when Kawhi didn't play this year. So that showed their, their strength. And you got Siakam, most improved player. I think the arrow continues up for him. He's not a top 20 player, but I, where do you have him in the list? 20 30, to 30? 30. So you got a top 30 player there. You got Lowry who got the playoff monkey off his back. So that's another borderline, maybe top 30 player. He's 32. So, I mean, I got three guys right there. And I think there's a lot of energy in that whole entire organization. So, it's a great city. Yeah. So give me the it Raptors is. as my pick. Next five years, titles. Yeah, I mean, if Kawhi's there, I like it. Yeah. Because the GM... I mean, think about it. We always say, what game are you playing? If you don't know the game you're playing, you can't play. Toronto said, we don't, we've had two years where we had the best record in the East in aggregate. No one's happy. So maybe we're going to, you know, go, because let's be candid. How, what's Toronto's win total of Kawhi, even now, if Kawhi leaves? I mean, Kawhi leaves, it's probably like 39 and a half. So I mean, below 500, right? Yeah, just below 40 and a half if he leaves. What do you think, Fess? Mm. No, I'd still have it like 43 and a half. And mm, 42 well, is the number that came to my mind. All right. Well, I'd go under 43 and a half. <laughs> well, we might have another bet you could beat me out of. <laughs> Perfect. So, so to me is if he comes back, though, well, I guess the GM just knew the game. The game yeah. was let's take a shot at a title. Yeah. And he's staying. By all accounts, right? Because he was going to, the rumor was he was heading off, or at least potentially. They offered him that 10 or 11 million, whatever. Yeah, 11 sticks. He said, no, thank you. I'm fine in Toronto. (laughs) So I like it. I mean, really, well, let's hear Maddie's list, and then we can talk about the alternatives. Because I I wonder if I have any teams that's on either list. This is RJ Bell's Dream Preview. Now back to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Okay, Maddie, you're number one. So I didn't change my list, so I don't love them all as much as I did eight days ago. But I, I was love in, this I first was in team. jail, but I didn't stink. Oh, I'm sorry. But I love this first one, the Boston Celtics. What we do know is Boston is a destination city for free agents and that we expect Gordon Hayward to be better than he was last year coming off the broken leg. And the core of that team, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Marcus Smart, is very young. This is actually a really young team that has been to the Eastern Conference Finals a couple of teams. They have big playoff game experience. They got rid of that Kyrie attitude issue that they had all last season, and I think they're probably going to add another piece or two. With Al Horford leaving and Kyrie leaving, that frees up a lot of money for one of the premier free agent destinations in the NBA with a really good young core. I think in the next five years, the Celtics win one of those titles. 
What do you guys think? Let you counter. Yeah, I don't, don't disagree too much other than the fact where's the top five player? Uh, a lot of good know, players. I know Jason Tatum isn't that no, guy I in agree. two or three years. I, so. I think of all – that's an interesting question. Of those that aren't even close to talk – where's Tatum at on your list, Fess? He did not make my top 30. I'm shocked. He he really was not You're nearly You're shocked as good. at your decision. <laughs> I'm shocked. <laughs> it, was, it was the other Fessa. <laughs> the other it was the bad Fessa. <laughs> it's so funny when he talks about his power ratings. He does the same thing. He'll go – yeah, maybe that should be higher. It's like, you make the numbers. Make yeah. it higher. I've done that, though, before. And that's just as goofy. Yeah. that's You think that's defending him? No. <laughs> that's my bad habit. We're yeah. off on you. Yeah. All right. I mean, that seems insane. So who... Read, read 20. But he was the second highest scoring player on the team last year behind Kyrie. And let's face it, Kyrie took a lot of shots away from people with his style. Read me the last five on your list. Siakam. So Siakam's better than Tatum. Yes. Okay. Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday's better than Tatum. McCollum. McCollum's better than Tatum. DeRozan. Oh, come on. DeRozan's better than Tatum. You do realize that Tatum has been the dispute with all these trades, meaning everyone wants Tatum. And, and he's won't 21 be- years yeah, old. Yeah, it's his potential. That no, 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 after. no. Tatum almost took him to the finals on yep. his back year before. As a 19-year-old. Could you imagine no Siakam? Taking a team to the finals on his back? No. It's a mystery for me why, why Tatum you got, have Siakam above Tatum. Why Tatum <laughs> got worse this year than he did the year before well, when he started young. I mean, is it really a mystery? One just, basketball. So you know it now. The mystery's solved. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Fez. We got, you know what we need to do? We need to peer review his list. I mean, this guy in the NBA... Un, or I'm sorry, in the NFL, can't beat him. NBA teams, I think he's right up there. You get down to the player level, oofa, oofa. <laughs> Does anyone agree? I mean, I, yeah, I'm so shocked he's not in the top thirty. Yeah. All right. So, what do you think of Boss? Here's, here's what I think: Danny Ainge is maybe the best GM, but certainly in the top three or four. I just loved the way he was. He kept trading. He got a number one. Who was it? Phoenix. He, who did he get that number one from? It was like the thirty third pick, and he got a number one for a team that I would guess over under is going to finish like maybe with the ninth worst record next year. And, and who knows if, if Kyrie would have worked out if Gordon Hayward doesn't break his well, leg. Remember, and- remember something. Even now, they'd make that Kyrie. If, if the only choice was make that Kyrie trade. Oh, they'd still make it. Because they get rid of a guy that's out of the league. That's right. Right? For was, Kyrie Irving. So, so what I'm saying is the fact. Go ahead. The Suns. Yeah. That what's the, oh, where's the Suns stack ranking wins next year? Oh, my gosh. They're the worst team in the West. And it's not protected, is it? I mean, and it, that was the 33rd pick, I think it was. I mean, it's just like. 24th. No, 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 no. I think it was – let's read through because the 24th was traded for another – either way, Ainge was a, is a guru. Yeah. And, or maybe it was the 24th and he got another first rounder, then he traded that one back. So to me, you're, in a way, you're betting on the front office unless these teams are really formed. And who is? Because Golden State is, but I think that's problematic. 
I guess the Lakers. And similar to the fact that the Lakers Lakers have a roster to fill out, the Celtics have a little bit of a roster to fill out, and they're going to be major players in the Kimba Walker, in the Julius Randles, in some of these, you know, let's call them Tier 2 free agents. And you add a Tier 2 to Tatum, a healthy Gordon Hayward, Jalen Br- That's a good basketball team. What's, Young. What's funny is a year ago, I think Boston would have been, uh, this, you know, with Golden State, Boston would have been right up there. No at, question, too. Now it feels like, a sh- you know, not a shock, but a real upset that they're in the mix because you don't – it's hard to see how they get that elite player. Now, Tatum could become that, right? Brown could become that. I mean, less likely. Hayward was an all-star, and he's yeah. not that old. But now he's – yeah, but boy. He could still be a B-plus next no, to I an agree A with that. With I agree with that. Yep. But again, I think Brad's making a very good point. You need – Either a superstar or, and the exceptions you can count on one hand, the, the Spurs team that won against Miami, I would put in the category that Kawhi was not a top five mm-hmm. player at that point, and Duncan certainly wasn't. Yep. Pistons the and Pistons. 04. Yep. Yeah. You know, I'm, I don't think there's many other examples. No, there really isn't. I mean, you look at the Pistons with Isaiah, obviously Isaiah would have been there. Yep. Right? That one probably moves more towards five instead of the top three. But most of them's top three. I mean, you know, Magic Bird, right. so Gordon, Kobe, Shaq, man. yeah, and then all the way to Durant. Yep. And Steph was top five for sure the first year they won it. You know, at that point, oh for sure. So I mean, he won the MVP two years <laughs> yeah. in a row. So not saying that's the only yeah. thing that matters. It could maybe not make the All NBA team, right, and win the MVP in theory. <laughs> but the fact is. I don't see it yet. I see it with Milwaukee. Milwaukee's just got to fill in the pieces. You know, you're picking a team without a top five player, and and, and perhaps that trend's going to continue. Number two. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I definitely reached. I took the Portland Trailblazers because I thought they might be the, the greatest benefactors of the Golden State collapse right now. They have a, a an all-star backcourt that is set to perform now in the pace and space era of basketball. We saw they just took them to the Western Conference Finals this year, and that was without their best big name, um, Yusef Nurkic. So now Nurkic's back. He's healthy. You still have McCullum and Damian Lillard, who was banged up in that Western Conference Finals healthy. I think Portland might be my win-now team. They may be able to win a title next year or the year after. And because of that, I had to include them. All right, so first question, who's the best player on that team? Where well, are they Damian rank? Lillard's top 20. Where, where I think they have, they have three top, line top 10. Where, where, 11th. Hmm. I can yeah. see it. I mean, you know, some subjectivity. So can you win with Lillard? Lillard, McCollum, Nurkic, three top 30s. Now that's interesting. Yeah. You know, Nurkic, we're saying he's healthy. That was a gruesome broken leg that he suffered. I'm not somehow sure he's healthy. Clay, somehow Clay's 100% yeah. back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, but if it's not on his, they're all going to limp back three years. You know, I saw, you know, you did see Kawhi limping, remember? There was that 10 seconds? <laughs> yeah. And biting his lip. That was your best bet over, right? So don't go there. <laughs> I tell you, it's back to that we talked about on the radio. Is I think if you said Portland's number of regular season wins the next five years, you know, I think they're going to be right up there. Do they have enough to get over the top? And here's the thing. I'd much rather have Boston that has at least one player that could be. Who gets better on Portland? 
maybe Nurkic, but the backcourt doesn't. They only get older. So it's but tough. I said that they're definitely a win now, yeah. but um but if we were but just now gonna, doesn't if we have were just going to say, hey, who are the top four players now and what teams do they play well, for, maybe, why even have the debate? But, but in a way, that. the question is who's going to be top five in year two, yeah. three, four. Sure. I mean, yeah. Next year, we can look at the yeah. odds. Right? I mean, Portland's probably better suited to win in the next couple than they are years four and five for sure. Yeah. But I think right now they're as good as anybody in the West next year. I think that's fair. Yeah. And in Utah, obviously upgraded. Yep. You know, so with Finn that Conley. trade. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Last team. Uh, somehow I reached, and I ended up with the uh, Denver Nuggets. <laughs> this and, is back now. There's another Maddie too. Someone uh, in the back office. No, I did reached. This. But and I was thinking back to his point. Who might be a superstar in three years? And I said, Wow, with a really young core, Denver just barely missed having the best record in the West this year. Jokic, if he can get in a little bit better shape, is a really good player. And I'm not saying he will or won't be there. The odds are probably against the fact that he will become a superstar. But I think the odds were also against the fact that Giannis would have four years ago. No one said, "Ooh, Giannis is going to take over the league. Jamal Murray averages 20-plus points a game under 20 years old. That's playing with NBA pros. And this wasn't, hey, I averaged 20 on Phoenix, who lost 60 games. This is, I averaged more than 20 points per game on the team that barely missed having this best record in the Western Conference. You can't deny that at his age and his scoring ability, Jamal Murray could become a top five player in the next couple of years. I can't argue with that logic. My concern is not a destination city, obviously, Denver, unlike Boston. But Same thing as Milwaukee, right? Yeah. You, you may have trouble surrounding your yeah, star. Yeah, but I, I just think everything's a race with Milwaukee because I have a top-five player, which I, I think even if you're not a destination city, you're more we'll likely. see. Does Cleveland get If they don't have LeBron, do, do they get a couple guys? No, no. Well, then there you go. Yeah. So I think, I mean, Cleveland, Milwaukee's pretty that, much that was the pretty, same. That's a good example. You know, it's interesting you're talking about Murray, and he does have that possibility of that upside, but Jokic really became, you know, almost a superstar. I've got him just out of my top 10. Now, can he continue to play at that high level? He had a fantastic year. And young. Yeah. I mean, so you have two th- top 20s. So I haven't watched a ton of Denver. So I guess my question is, does the game, the modern game, is Denver hurt? Like, if we were teleported back to 2008, would Denver be better or worse? Mm. I think they could still be. Jokic averaged 20 points, 10 rebounds, yeah, he's and a eight modern, assists. Yeah, he's a modern big guy. You yeah. know, he can distribute the basketball. He's not your down low post. So he's he like, led the team in scoring, yeah. rebounds, and assists, Jokic. And he looks totally unathletic, RJ. He looks like he weighs more than Draymond. And yet, he... They, uh, sometimes they'll have him take the ball up against the press because he's such a good um, ball handler for a big man. And I'm sorry. I mean, Murray is 22. I, I said he's under 20. He's over 20. But he's 22 years old. I mean, that guy's average. He's really good. We're talking in the playoffs. He had 24, 34. He had 34 points twice against the Blazers in that seven-game series. We're not, we're not saying, hey, the, the best guy on Phoenix had 34. The best, you know, this the 22-year-old on Denver scored 34 twice against Portland in that seven-game series. This kid's a big-game player. If he becomes 1A and they're both top 10 guys, two top 10s can't win a title? Well, historically, no, but uh, or it's rare. I think. Well, it's who has two top tens that we can compare it to? 
I mean, usually it's hard to have two top tens that aren't someone's in the top five, right? Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point. But again, that is what the Pistons had was just a bunch of good players. All right, Brad, since you're doing some hosting now, I want you to re- I want you to go around the horn and recap, and then I'm going to play devil's advocate. Okay. So I, Brad Powers, had the Raptors, Bucks, Warriors. Steve Fezzik, uh, you know, coincidentally, maybe, maybe not, also had the Bucks, Warriors, but also in addition to that, instead of the uh, – he had the <laughs> – also Bucks Warriors, he also had the 76ers. Matty Holt went way off the board. Had, <laughs> had Boston, Denver, and Portland. I got confused because I I switched my teams and I was reading my list. You want me to repeat it again? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> we don't add it. I mean, we're all in enough pain. Yeah. <laughs> You know what's funny is every time you host, and you do a hell of a job. I mean, like, there's some things you're good at. Hey, that's why we have Jonas. There's a lot of things yeah. I'm not good at, right? Everyone has their strengths. I just have a wide myriad of strengths. Brad, yours are more narrow. But I often will get someone say, Brad sounded good today. You better, you know, Wally Pip. So... Thank you for that. I feel better. I, was, I wasn't sure if I should take Friday off. I might just take Friday off now. Wally Balls, it's my alias. I think you're safe. <laughs> oh, 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 Thanks, oh, the dig. The dig from Fez. And, and I, don't, I want to speak for everyone. I'm looking forward to who you're going to pick, RJ. All right. I'm going to just think it through. You guys both said, I think on this podcast, that Brooklyn – would be the clear favorite if they signed Durant and Kyrie. And Kyrie. Yeah. Yeah. But in that equation, we it's were pretending yeah. Durant one, was 100% healthy right, right now. Yeah. But I don't think we have any team here that has five viable years to win it, meaning the teams that we think can win it now are going to struggle, or at least are projected to struggle later. Agreed. And vice versa. So if if... If they do sign both of those, they probably have four good and, – and, I mean, the theory is the five years is interesting because it's a, it's a hometown max. So Durant would only be four, I guess, if he was in Jersey. But I keep saying Jersey. If he was in <laughs> Brooklyn. So do you guys, in hindsight, now that the odds have gone up uh, so much on Durant specifically going to Brooklyn, does it – would anyone slip him? I can tell you this. So one thing I will say is you talked about I think Portland is the weak link on yours for sure. In my opinion, I'd mu- who would rather have Portland over Brooklyn? I, I would hundred percent. Faz, you got right t- now. Who would you rather have Portland or Brooklyn for the five years? I'm saying. Oh, I'd much rather have Brooklyn. Yeah, I'd rather have Brooklyn. Maddie, you made them the favorite. At yeah. plus 250. But that doesn't mean I like Kyrie. I'm a Celtics fan. Yeah. And I just saw what he did to them. And, and you, you know, we did that thing earlier where we said, take the best team off every player. So, A, you're making a big leap that they'll get best both these free team. agents. Yeah. And if you take the best player off Brooklyn, it, oh, my gosh, that roster is – try to anybody guess who the next two or three guys are. No one's ever heard of any of them. Well, hold on a second. This is a team with, with – um, you know – we were talking about taking, like you said, the best player off. So you're saying the rest of their roster is the worst. Then how did they win so many I games? I don't know. I, I mean, maybe the- it's a sign they're not the worst. 
Is there something going on with them, right? They were really, really deep. If you look at like all their scores, like no one averaged any points. I think Spencer Dinwiddie was their second. Spencer Dinwiddie. Was their, was, I can't even pronounce his name as their second leading scorer, but, but you look at all I these guys. It. Who's they? <laughs> Pronouns, pal. The Nets, Brooklyn Nets, Spencer Dinwiddie, second leading scorer. But a whole lot of guys that got eight or more points on their team. And, and, and no one averaging a lot of minutes, like 10 guys averaging 20 minutes rather than five starters. And I mean, I just don't know them. I, I don't know that any of them are established. I feel like if they didn't have those stars. They... It can't be that bad, though, if you get into the playoffs with D'Angelo Russell as your best I mean, that's player. my point is if, if Russell's their best player. Well, the bottom of the East was weak, too. Who were they battling to get that last spot with? But remember, you've got Those ownership. Ownership is ready to spend if, if they have sure, a Sure, I do title. agree with that. Mm-hmm. All right. So I don't like Phil. I mean, I'm thinking teams you guys haven't considered. Who else in the East is even in the conversation? Indiana finished with like the yeah, third or fourth best record, be. and nobody likes them. Yeah, because they're, I mean, it's just they can't get over the top. They're never going to pay it. Like there won't be, it's like OKC. There won't even be a confluence of events. Even think about what OKC did. They drafted Westbrook. You know, again, we can say he's not as good as some people think, but he, where's he at on your list, Fess? Number nine. All right. There you go. They drafted Harden and they drafted KD. That's a good team. I mean, I'm pointing at him. Are you really, you weren't sure who I was talking about? No, I, sorry. No, no, no. I was just, I was trying to get the call and response that yeah. we were trying. Yes, yes, we practiced this. He's, <laughs> All right, let's try it again. They drafted, let's say, uh, Westbrook and Harden and... KD. Yes. Now, all three of them, because KD would be in your top number, you know, would be number one if he wasn't injured, right? Correct. So they have three top ten players. Yes. They all drafted him. They all had him on a rookie deal. And they still couldn't win a title. So a place like Indiana, I just don't know how they win a title. Even if you have a draft like that, they're going to You just asked who you're missing. There's the only one in the East. I agree with you. Meaning, I'm saying I'm not even sure. Like, to me, those guys... Somehow they won 48 games last year. No, no. Hey, listen. Remember... Colin always talks about the Bulls without Michael, won X number of games. Yeah. It's so easy to get or relative to winning a title. It's so easy to get to the final four. And mm. you might say, oh, it's a 25% chance. Look at the Super Bowl. If you look at the Super Bowl losing quarterbacks, Rex Grossman, oh. go down the list. Look at the winners. You don't have, you know, again, 15, 16 years now, you don't have anyone. And again, Nick Foles is the big question mark, right? Because he had one of the best. One year Super Bowls yeah. ever. One year playoff run only. Yeah, so that one kind of throws a monkey wrench in that. <laughs> Either a backup, <laughs> or but it can't <laughs> be Rex Grossman. All right, so the Lakers aren't on anyone's list. Yeah, well, I, be- I take the Lakers over Portland any day. Isn't that amazing that the number one favorite in the future sides that we didn't, none and, of us took them. And let's be honest for a second, the Lakers are probably the team that's got. I tell you this, they got a solid three, and who knows what L.A. does, meaning yeah. when LeBron's, LeBron's only got three years left on his deal, they have no obligation. There's no player option at the end. Or- None of us took the Clippers. Eh, but that's at least that's on the come, 
right? Is sure. it, but is, they're like seven to one, eight to one. Well, like second, it, third. I choice. think it's being priced. It's because of the call. Sure. You think? Yeah, I know. The we, team right we, now. We don't want to be drawing dead. Yeah, I mean, none of here's us. Here's the thing. The Spurs. Toronto, Toronto is inversely correlated with the Clippers. Yeah, right. Because, Nobody took Houston. Yeah, I don't like yeah, Houston. Yeah. All right, so I'm going to take the Lakers. And I'm going to take the Lakers. Read your list again, Brad. Try to get through it. <sighs> Raptors, Bucks, Warriors. Okay, so I'm going to go Lakers, Warriors. Mm. You're taking the Warriors? No, no, I'm going my Lakers mm. against his Warriors. Oh, oh, and what are we? We got a minimum do a nickel on it, right? Yeah. But we I'd could... rather just pay a fine right now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, same thing with you, Fez. Sure, let's do it. And I'm going with you in Portland. I'll take the Lakers. Next five years, most titles? Yeah, for nickel. Do I get juicy here since you're taking the seven to two favorite? What the hell? Well, you, you, you pick your one against Listen, the worst of my Remember when you started this podcast? How about Lakers-Celtics? Remember how obscure you were? One of the things we said was no haggling over prices. Well, why not a fine? pick the one of my three? How about Lakers-Celtics? No, if you, Listen, I'm not an NBA handicapper. If you're telling me you can't stand the heat, just say... RJ, you, you have such the edge there. Please. Well, you don't even have to say please. I don't want the bat. That's all I need to hear. Make sure we're recording. We're good. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, all right. You got action. <laughs> I'm sitting pretty sweet, huh? Because really, you think about it, you might think, oh, LeBron's going to get old. But once he goes, he's just popping, you know, AD's still in his prime. They just pop another superstar in there and keep Laker train, baby. Laker Celtics would be fun, too. Oh, for sure. But the difference is the Lakers have two players that are top five in the NBA. (laughs) Celtics have one, maybe one day. So why don't you want Laker Celtics instead? Because I think that the Celtics is a bad pick, but your Portland's even worse. (laughs) But you want to bet again, Laker Celtics will do that. Okay. So a second bet. Yeah. All right. I can wow. see RJ like sneaking out to uh, bet the Lakers not to win the championship. No, four hundred thinking. I'm not. No, ahead. thinking you you could win them both. It's like what are oh. you doing, Brad? He's got his roll out. I'm just paying my fine. I don't want to bet. What, what's the fine? The fine is well. Don't you normally charge? I don't want to bet. No, no. If you like, I can. You can. You can beg me for a buyout, but oh. it's not some ten percent fee. All Remember, right. You're just making <laughs> stuff up. There. I think hmm. you dropped some money actually. It's all mine. I don't know if you, <laughs> you know, I'm not sure if you knew about this, but you know, you, it's like Fezzik now. He's knocking his mic over. What are you doing? Why this guy don't carry his money in a wallet? Hey, why this guy carries money in a roll? Where's your rubber band? Yeah, it's not football season. You know, that was one of my favorite moments when I was, uh, you know, I moved here in '98, and the Mirage was the main poker room, then the Bellagio opened. Everyone's over the Bellagio. And when the first maybe year there, someone came up, because the stations have four of a kind and all that stuff and uh, jackpots. They go, what do you get for, you know, four of a kind, you know, when it gets B, blah, blah, blah. Guy looks at him and goes, well, you get a Bellagio money clip. Guy goes, oh, great. He reaches in a big thing of rubber bands and hands it to him. (laughs) I was like, hey, I'm in the center of the action, baby. That's cool. <laughs> All right. We are going to postpone. <laughs> this is going to be like on Larry Sanders. That's a show that if you like really high IQ comedy, 
I mean, probably this maybe the smartest comedy ever. It was one of HBO's original shows. And actually, Hank Kingsley is who says... Hey, now. That's Hank. And they had a guy, I can't remember his name, that every freaking episode, they would announce who was on the Larry Sanders show, and it would be Superstar A, Superstar B, an obscure guy. Huh. And he never was on the show. For, I think Larry Sanders was five years. For five years, he was going to be like, <laughs> and it was always like at the end, Larry would say, don't have time for so-and-so, maybe tomorrow. So Jimmy Kimmel stole that when he always says, hey, we didn't have time for Matt Damon tonight. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Plagiarism. But everyone, but here's yeah. the thing. Larry Sanders, like you should know it's Larry Sanders. Yeah. The fact, he, like he's doing, like by me saying, hey now, or when I say, oofa, that's a Howard Stern thing. Now, you might think I'm stealing from Howard Stern, but those in the know knows oh, okay. I'm paying an homage. Fair enough. Yeah, so, but Larry Sanders. But we will probably maybe have it next week. But we're like, at, we're going to be over an hour 45 anyway. And it's June dedication. So now we got best bets, right? Maddie, you got a UFC one, don't you? Yep. Fez, what are you doing for your best bet? NFL week one, baby. And if, oh, wow. Really? <laughs> I thought we were going to avoid those. I looked at the WNBA card and I didn't like anything. So, you don't, I guess. I mean, what, what's this? Where are we at with like, uh, th- there's all these to make the playoff on? Why don't you do this during the commercial break? If you really love what you got, but this is it. No more week one. We have a moratorium on week one. I mean, am I mistaken that there's already odds on make playoffs or not? Yeah, there's, but those don't resolve till December. I mean, but it's yeah, not like, about that. It's about people like act. I don't know if you understand gamblers, but they love to make one bet and have action the whole year. So you think like a future? You think a week one bet is more attractive than let's say an over under win total? Well, I really like this week one. Bet. Okay, but that's it. Ooh. There's okay. a moratorium. And you'll let me know when that moratorium is lifted. It's going to be lifted week one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> let, me, let me see. Week one. <laughs> I mean, even, you know, the Wednesday. I got, it. I got it. We'll be talking about our big 6K challenge. Hint, hint, there's something coming out that's going to give some of the big talkers out there a chance to take off the rubber band. I don't think they're going to. A lot of stuff will be going on this football season, Faz. And in week one, you're going to be able to pick week one. Yeah. One commercial break. Okay, guys, football not that far off. What does it mean? It means another new sponsor, Raycon. I'm RJ Bell, and everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. First off, let's talk about the price. They start at about half, half the price of the other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound amazing. This is a company co-founded by Ray J. And celebrities like Snoop Dogg are already obsessed. The Raycon's E50, comfortable, so comfortable, easy to take anywhere, and they find that combination between stylish and discreet, right? So you want to look good, but you don't want it to be too obvious. 
Unless you're like a super cool 19-year-old, and then you can do whatever. Maybe. Maybe. I'm not even sure about that. But 99% of us, we want to hit that stylish yet discreet. They look great, and they sound great. And they've got colors and different styles for everybody at an unbeatable price. What are you waiting for? Go to buyraycon.com slash bell. So let's think about that. Buyraycon, that's R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash bell to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash bell for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, that's buyraycon.com dot com slash bell and finally our old friend from true car 60 seconds that's exactly how long this commercial lasts you know what else you can do in about a minute you can get an offer on your car with true car that's right and about the time it takes to flush your teeth pet your dog do a few sit-ups or for fezzik to clear his voice you can kit <laughs> true cash offer best of all you can do it from your smartphone or home. Just go to TrueCar and simply enter your license plate number and watch how your car's details pop up. Answer a few questions and you'll get an accurate True Cash offer from a local TrueCar certified dealer. It's that easy. After that, you can bring your car in. They'll check it out with you together. You can ask questions and get the answers you need. So there's no surprises. Then simply leave your check or trade in your car for a new ride. Think about that. You're either going to have a check or you're going to trade it in and drive away in a new ride. So when you're ready to experience a better way to sell or trade in your car, check out True Car today. All right. You know, I am going to make, because our hundreds of thousands of listeners must they must absolutely be on the edge of their seat. What game in September can I bet from Steve Fezzik? In June. In June. <laughs> There's a great movie. I mean, one of the most underrated movies of the last 20 years is called Jackpot. And it's based on a town in Nevada called Jackpot, Nevada. There is Idaho that. border, yeah. And... The same directors that did Twin Falls, Idaho, also did a movie called Jackpot about a professional karaoke singer. And it was him, and it was the black dude from Saturday Night Live that was part of the original cast. I can't remember his name. But he was his manager, and it was demented. They were professional karaoke. They were driving around, stealing ketchup to eat, you know, all kind of like living on... A prayer, pretty much. And at one point, they're daydreaming about once they make it big, once they're seen. And he got, and the manager says, we're going to be making Christmas records in July. <laughs> <laughs> Was so, it Garrett Morris? Yes, that's it. Garrett Morris. Fez, this is like Christmas records in July. But, <laughs> but hold on. We're going to make them wait. I mean, you know, people are thinking, well, Matt, he's got UFC this weekend. Forget that. Brad, what you got going? Season win total, college football. So the whole year, one bet, you get action. Yeah. Oh, that's sweet. And Fez, hmm. It's last. Don't know about the future. That's anybody's guess. Ain't no good reason for getting all depressed. Buy up 
give you a piece of my mind. Brad Powers. So we're going to the Big Ten. Michigan State season win total. We're going over the total. Seven and a half wins. These are finally widely available now. Uh, not only in Vegas, but New Jersey, offshore. And I'm going over seven and a half wins. Let's talk about Michigan State. Won seven games a year ago. I thought it was a misleading seven wins for Michigan State. Why? Let's start off with the injury report. Here's a Michigan State team that lost 55 starts to injury last year. That's basically like saying, hey, you got to play without four or five of your starters for the whole season. That's what Michigan State had to play with last year. And I'll talk about one in particular, the quarterback, Brian Lewerke, had a very disappointing season. Why? He was playing at less than 50 or less than 100% during the season. First six games of the season, he completes 60% of his passes, Has bangs up his shoulder a little bit. After that, 43% completion percentage. He's 100% healthy. This is a Michigan State team with 17 returning starters. All four starters back on the defensive line. By the way, number one in the country in rush defense. All five starters back on the offensive line. In the Big Ten, they're in the same division as an Ohio State, a Michigan, a Penn State. So those schools are getting all the love. That's why I think Michigan State's getting overlooked here. And, you know, going through the schedule, I think Michigan State will be favored in nine of their 12 games. And going off of that in their three underdog games, you're wondering, ah, Michigan State's going to be a clear underdog at Wisconsin, at Ohio State, at Michigan. I'm here to tell you, last eight years, Michigan State as an underdog, 14 and 15. You're like, well, why are you quoting a stat that's you know less than 50%, Brad? That's straight up. So basically, in the last eight years, Michigan State has won half their games in the underdog role. So they're favored in nine games. And even when they're in an underdog role, they win half of them. Love this bet. It's my favorite season win total. Michigan State over seven and a half wins. Now that's a professional presentation there, baby. Good stuff, Brad. Any any counter punches, any amens. I like it, but I'm always gonna throw I'm always gonna counter hook off the jab, right? Yeah. The one thing I will say is it's easy to say, hey, he completes 60% his first six games, 43 the, the next six games, when his first six games are including the non-conference slate, which is Utah State and Central. Utah State was a really good team last year. And Central Michigan. Oh, fair enough. You know, we can pump Arizona up some of these State. Arizona State, but he was Indiana. A, my point is, Maddie, that he was a 60-plus percent type of guy the prior year. He's completing about 60% the first six games, has a shoulder injury, and he drops to 43%. Wasn't, wait, may I ask the question, wasn't the Michigan State-Arizona State the game that was like past midnight and it was like 100 degrees outside? Yes, and they so faded the down world, the stretch. It was the world's worst spot. Michigan State was up double digits. Yeah, and it's still a team that won seven games last year. So if they win that game, they would have passed the season win total last year with playing with one arm tied behind their back because it wasn't just the quarterback who was hurt. It was a multitude of players that missed several games. I got yeah, and they you. had the bad luck in the close games. They lost by three to Arizona State, lost by three to Nebraska. Those are coin flips, which they went over in. So yeah. This is, I think, one of the strongest bets that you have presented. I mean, I, I love this bet. Thank you, Fess. I mean... Fez, uh, he came through for you there, Brad. Yeah, he know. did. I, I'll, I get, I'll remember that. Like, they were always close. Copy each other, have little uh-huh, meetings, uh-huh. and try to, but the love affair is blossoming. Well, I think, it, <laughs> listen, Brad is very strategic, and he sees Fez moving towards 60, and, you know, I mean, I just think that it's one of those keep your friends closer or your enemies closer 
right? Godfather style. I was right. kicking ass in this town when you were banging cheerleaders. You don't forget that. I was banging cheerleaders? What universe? <laughs> That's a, mall, a different universe. Uh, I don't think that record deal even covered that universe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a dimension difference, <laughs> universe, time continuum, Star Trek episode type. <laughs> All right, best bet number two. Hey, everyone, you got to wait for Fez's week one. All right, Christmas records in July. Matty Holt, I'm going with Juicier Formiga UFC on ESPN co-main event here. Uh, two top five ranked flyweights going at it. Both these guys similar in age, 34 years old. Both of them similar in, in, in career resumes, although Formiga been a little bit better late on a four-fight win streak, won five of his last six. On the other side of it, Benavidez... Um, Kind of been up and down, had a couple years off due to some injuries and a suspension, comes back. He's one, he's two and one since he came back and they have a common opponent and it's a common opponent lately. They both fought Sergio Pettis since 2018. So recently, Formiga beat Sergio Pettis. Joseph Benavides lost to Sergio Pettis. Benavides is the bigger name here. He fought for the title twice, but that's way back when they created this division back in 2013. The start of Demetrius Johnson's Mighty Mouse's elongated run as flyweight champion. Who'd he beat in the first ever flyweight title fight? You know, Joseph Benavides. So Benavides has a little bit more name recognition. He's part of Uriah Faber and the Team Alpha Male camp. And just as importantly in this fight, it's a revenge spot for Juicier Formiga as these two fought way back in 2013 and where Formiga suffered his only KO loss of his career due to a knee that hit him in the kidneys and kind of put him down. Formiga has been really sharp lately, and you're getting plus 165 in a fight that, at worst, is a pick'em scenario. That's a good presentation. Matty Holt knows three things. Sports batting. What kind of fishing do you do? Uh, fly fishing. Fly fishing. <laughs> and UFC. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that's probably Because when range. I follow your Twitter, that's all I see is, is fish <laughs> and UFC picks. Well, not even UFC picks, but more he's complaining about some UFC result. Yeah. Is that, would you UFC, say that's commentary? Really, yeah, I don't know that there's a lot of complaining. I really? love you. Well, maybe complaining about cards or withdrawals. And they have a lot of withdrawals on those cards. I always tell people, just wait till Friday. You know, you want to get these good lines early. But then it stinks at some books betting a fight that when the withdrawal happens because then they wait another seven days sometimes to return your money. And, you know, there's hmm. – anyway. What's your Twitter if people want to – At Matthew Holt VP. <laughs> and Brad, what is, what's yours? At Brad Power 7. And Brad's been putting out some fresh stuff, I mean, what, twice a week at minimum it seems like. Yep, absolutely. Like this week you had – we'll talk about it next week. Yeah, strength of schedule rankings in college football. Yeah, all kind of good stuff up at pregame.com. Brad links to it. Senior college football analyst. Fez is a senior citizen almost. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I all joking aside, some places will start giving you the senior discount of fifty five. Oh, there's some surprising places that you get a free beverage like a Kentucky fried chicken and the like. So you you have no problem getting that wallet out for that. Not at all. <laughs> and Johnny's still sick, so he gets the discounted buffet for the, the, this, the really young children. You know, I could really give heat right now to Fez, but I'm going to admit something. So 
I've got one sibling, my sister, and she's got three kids, two nieces, the older two, and then a nephew younger. And I think the nieces are like 16 and 13 now or so. But in, in Vegas, the buffets, they have that, you know, there's a certain age where you don't pay at all, like two or under. And then up to a certain age, you get half price or whatever. And it's usually that age is like seven. Now, my younger niece was tall for her age always. And we, like, for about two or three years after, we still had her hunching down. And finally, one year, she goes, Uncle, <laughs> she goes, Uncle, do I have to act like I'm really seven years old again? That's funny. And I said, you know, I'll have my dad pay. You just say whatever age you are. <laughs> but it was like, it was like with pain in her voice. So, Fez, it's not so bad. All right, let's get to Christmas in July. Let's get to it. <laughs> let's go to the NFL, and we're going to back Jacksonville, plus three and a half against Kansas City. Jacksonville is underrated. Yes, they went 5-11 and last year. They had a horrible year, but it was mostly due to really bad quarterback play. Remember, Blake Bortles was awful. So awful, they replaced him with Cody Kessler, who was even worse. So Nick Foles is going to be a huge upgrade, not just an upgrade at quarterback, but a team motivation upgrade because the team had lost all confidence in their quarterbacks last year. Jacksonville is underrated. Now, Kansas City, they are overrated. They'll likely be without wide receiver Tyreek Hill week one. He is critically important to that great offense, stretches the field. And the Kansas City defense is a major concern. They had problems last year. That KC defense, 24th in the league, giving up points. And they just lost two pass rushers, Justin Houston to Indy, and they lost D Ford. I expect the KC defense to be every bit as bad, if not worse, than it was last year. The pick is on Jacksonville, plus three and a half at home against Kansas City. Now, my first instinct would be Kansas City seems like they're going to get better. As the public gets more involved, they're going to get back more. So you think the Sharps are going to be so heavy on this that you would say bet this now? Absolutely. And if, if I can pull back the curtain on, in terms of where the line move's going to go. Well, hold on. You don't know where it's going to go. Where it likely will go. Exactly. Because you do have a history an amazing one, picking like five games a week that the line's going to move. And if it doesn't move at all, it's a push, and you've been right over 70% of the time over all these years. So that is amazing, but it's still not 100%. Yes. So where is it going? Line's going to drop, and here's why, RJ. The Kansas City season win number right now, it started at 10.5. It it's dropping to 10. So it's going to be right – I believe it's going to close right around 10 So when 10 you say wins. it's dropping it to 10 – do you mean that if you look at the money line right now, it's already effectively 10, or you think that's where it's headed? I think that's where it's going to so wind up. Ta- so it's hold headed. on a second. This is fascinating. You're saying that because you think the win total is going to drop, that's why the game is going to move against Kansas City. Well, the win total <laughs> has already dropped significantly on Kansas City. So that 10 and a half. So why are you talking about where it's going then? Why don't you talk about where it is? Okay, it's currently, I'm going to call it a 10.2. Okay. It's the season win for Kansas City, and Jacksonville's season win is 8. So we look at a difference of essentially two games between these two teams. Mathematically, what I do, RJ, is I use a factor of 2.3. If I look at the difference between the season wins of two teams, that gives me the neutral sight line, 2.3 times 2, would be 4.6 for a point spread. So you're saying each game is worth 2.3 points. Yes. And where did you come up with that? 
That's I mean that's interesting. I have, and the Jaguars can't be eight; they have to be like seven point eight because most places it's eight under one thirty five, eight yeah, under yeah. one forty five. So they're like seven point seven or seven point eight. Yeah, which would make it where even if it doesn't move down for Casey, it makes sense the two. But my question is, how did you get the two point three? You know, it's trial and error. I I I, I tweak the formula around, and that's the number that works the best to use two point three. But that presupposes. That the, the market line is correct. So you're saying here this is almost like an arbitrage. You're saying there's just a mispricing and that they haven't gotten to it. That, correct. And if you asked me, I kind of like Kansas City under for their season wins, and I kind of like Jacksonville over. So uh, yeah, okay. even if but, I didn't have that but, opinion. But, but this is, Maddie, last thing this show. This is fascinating. So a classic arbitrage on Wall Street or whatever would be, uh, soybeans in Chicago, but there's a soybeans contract in Australia. It's not one to one, but you can hedge, find a hedge to protect yourself the last two months. And even with the expense of that, the mispricing gives you an automatic profit. Okay. In this case, you know, a pure arb versus an arbitrage could be, Hey, I'm laying three and I'm taking six or whatever. Okay. You're not going to win every time, but you're saying mathematically a team that is two wins better, should be 4.6 on a neutral? Correct. And just the market isn't that. So that means that has to be a match. It's either the market's just out to lunch because no one's thinking about week one NFL right now, or it could be there's a matchup disadvantage. Have you contemplated the potential matchup disadvantage? I have contemplated, and I actually— And there's a, it's a circled game. Which means what? It's the only circled meaning, game. Meaning, why would it? Okay, so what is circled about? I mean, circled what's the uncertainty? Mean, circled in a sports book no, no, world. I, oh, go ahead. I understand that, obviously, but go ahead and explain that. Well, circled in a sports book world means there's some information that isn't yet identified, which will affect the, that could affect the spread of the game. In this case, it's Tyreek Hill, who's ah. still questionable, and it's the only circled week one game. So, A, some of the weaker books won't even put that game up right now, and even the stronger ones have it circled because Tyreek Hill's that important to the Kansas City offense. Hmm. Hmm. So, do you think, so in a way, does the current line assume, what does it Assumes seem he's like? going to play. Assumes he's going to play. At them three and a half on the road, it assumes he's going to. So, so that he'll get you over like these it even if shoes. he plays. I like it even if he plays. Okay. And I love it if he doesn't play. And there's a real chance he does. I mean, it has yeah. to be over I mean, 30%, right? Yeah. What? Those videos, at least those I would say he's more scary. doubtful than questionable. Yeah, I would, I would have said 70% he doesn't play. All right, Fez, you, now you feel good that you got out your last week one until week one? I do. All right, guys. Next week, don't forget. No Matt Damon. We're going to have the NBA post-mortem. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to R.J. Bell's Dream Preview. Catch the Wise Guy Roundtable each week. College football released on Wednesday. NFL on Thursday. Don't miss any winners. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Visit podcastone.com and download the Podcast One app. Have a question for RJ? You can contact him directly on Twitter at RJ in Vegas. Live the dream with us each week.